This podcast was brought to you by Pastor Mike Calstrip and Fellowship Church. For more information, visit thefellowship.church. Well, praise God. Y'all having a good week? Guess what? It's going to get cold. Aren't you excited? No, nobody's excited about that. But you know now Saturday, 71, it's going to be, you know, a little bit of a reprieve. Next week, maybe in the 50s, you know. And dude, this is Iowa, girl. You should not have moved to Florida from Florida. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, that's all you get. Dave and Becky, bless you guys. Hallelujah. Appreciate Pastor Dave and Becky Schroeder's here with us this evening. And Dave uh, retired here, what, last year, I guess it was, huh? Yeah, (laughs) you know, he's been at it, man, had his hand to the plow, and now, praise God, they get a little uh, respite, I guess you could say, do whatever you want. I like my sister, she she worked for Dickinson County up in the northwest part of the uh, state as the uh, county recorder. She's a Democrat. I'm not holding that against her or anything, you know, but uh, I said she retired, and she says, uh, I says, well, so Janice, I says, uh, what are you going to do now? You're retired. I mean, she says, whatever I want to, whenever I want to. And if you know my sister, that's kind of true to her form. Yeah, praise the Lord. So anyway, but you know, I rejoice with anybody, praise God, that uh, gets on that side of life and another season, a chapter within their lives. So we appreciate you guys. We're glad you're here. Glory to God. They're babysitting. Well, I don't know. It's not babysitting. Holding down the fort while my son and their daughter, Rachel, are in uh, Texas. They went to a conference this week, and uh, so let's all pray that God will straighten my, my son out. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, he's, he's doing all right. He's flying about, about right, so praise God. Did you all bring a Bible with you tonight? Let's open our Bibles to the book of Proverbs, chapter 28, if you can find that opening. I want to welcome all of you that are watching either by Facebook or on YouTube channel. Uh, we're delighted that you can be with us here this evening. Praise God. We'd, we'd rather have you live and in color right here in the service, but we understand sometimes that's not always possible. So thank you so much for being with us, joining us here this evening. If you're there at home, wherever you may be, I encourage you to praise God, break out your Bible, and uh, get yourself maybe something to drink. They can't do that here, but you can. And, uh, you know, let's get into the Word of God and let's see what it is that we can learn, praise God, uh, from our Heavenly Father. So anyway, if you found Proverbs chapter 28, let's pray together. We'll get into it. Father, we love you tonight. We're so grateful for your living word. We thank you, Father God. Glory to God. We're so grateful for the promises that you've made within the word of God. The Bible says, Father, that you watch over your word to perform it. And so we just want to thank you in advance tonight, Father, for you making good on everything that you have ever said. Thank you, Father, that not one word that escapes your lips will ever fail. Hallelujah. We thank you that we can believe your word, that we can believe in you. We can believe what you said, and we do. And so with that, Father God, our hope, our confidence, and our trust is in the promises that you have made. And so we thank you tonight, Father, that we can apply them diligently to our lives and have an expectation and confidence that they will surely, surely, surely come to pass. We're so thankful for the hope that we have, Father, in you and what it is that you promised, the hope of Jesus' coming again. Glory to God. We know that it is certain. We know that it is near. We know that we stand upon the threshold, Father, of you bringing into fulfillment everything, Father, that you have said. 
And so we thank you tonight, Father, that as we walk out, and Father, as, as the Scriptures say to work out our salvation with fear and trembling, Father God, that you aid us, that you help us, that you grant us everything that we have need of, Father God, to live the life that Jesus came to give us. We thank you that he came, that we might have life, and that we might have it more abundantly. So we lay claim to that this evening, Father. We thank you for your peace, your joy. Father, the happiness that only heaven can give. Glory to God. And we rejoice in your blessing in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Look with me, if you would, here in Proverbs chapter 28. Familiar portion of Scripture, I suppose, that if you are a reader of the book of Proverbs. But in chapter 28, verse 1, the Bible says that the wicked flee when no man pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. Glory to God. How many of you believe that tonight? How many of you aren't sure? How many of you are awake? Did a bunch of you eat pasta before you came here tonight? You know, sometimes people load up with carbs and then all they want to do is take a nap. So anyway, but again, the latter part of this scripture says that, praise God, again, the wicked flee when no man pursues, but the righteous. Everybody say, I'm the righteous. Yeah, glory to God, are as bold as a lion. So there's a characteristic here that we see in the scriptures that, you know, at least should emulate from the child of God, from the believer. What is that characteristic? The characteristic of boldness. Now, I'm not talking about arrogance. I'm talking about being bold. Hallelujah. You know, the Apostle Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel. You shouldn't be ashamed of the gospel. Hallelujah. I mean, after all, the gospel is good news, isn't it? I mean, for a person who's lost to come to know, praise God, that Jesus has a plan for their life and that through repentance they can be saved, that they can have everlasting life, dude, that is good news. And not only that, but I mean, when you get saved, turn on to the Word of God, there are a whole lot of other promises, praise God, that God has made. The Bible tells us, glory to God, that we've been redeemed. Everybody say, I'm redeemed. And you say, well, what's that? what am I redeemed from? Well, why don't you get in the Bible and find out? Hallelujah. Praise God. I mean, you know, the Bible says we've been redeemed from the curse of the law, Jesus being made a curse for us, so that the blessing, everybody say blessing. Yeah, so that the blessing of God can come on you. Glory to God. Everybody say, I'm open to the blessing of God. Come on, I'm telling you. You ought to be open to the blessing of God. Hallelujah. You know, we used to sing a little chorus, I am blessed, I am blessed. That's not real good there on the tune, but every day of my life, I am blessed from the moment that I wake up until I lay my head to rest. I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. That ought to be your confession because you are. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible says that you're blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms through the Lord Jesus Christ. So you're blessed whether you believe it or not. You're blessed whether you think it or not. You know, you're blessed whether you feel like it or not. You are blessed if you're a child of God. So we ought to start saying what he says about us. Come on. Amen. You know, so often we focus our attention on what isn't right and what's going wrong, you know, and who said this about me. But I'm telling you, at the end of the day, you're a blessed person. You're a blessed person. Why? Because you know him. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. So it's important for us to understand that. So the Bible again says that the righteous are as bold as a lion. I want to talk to you tonight about being courageous. 
How many of you know God wants us to live courageously? Not fearfully, but courageously. And one of the powerful characteristics of the child of God or the believer is that they are bold and that they are courageous. As I said earlier, not arrogant. But I tell you what, praise God, when you know who you are in him, you don't have to apologize for nothing. Glory to God, you don't have to be ashamed. You know, there's so many people in this world, they mock Christianity, you know, and they do all kinds of things to speak disparagingly against the child of God. But I tell you, you have nothing, nothing. Oh, I tell you, you have nothing to be ashamed of. Glory be to God forevermore. Because I'm telling you what, eternity awaits us all. Are you listening to me? There's coming a day of reckoning forever. And I'll guarantee you that on that day, they will not be mocking you. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. And you know, it's interesting because I've been reading the book of Nehemiah because I think I'm going to preach a series here later in the year, in this year, about uh, to return and build, you know. And that was the whole story about him coming and, you know, restoring the wall there in Jerusalem that was broken down. And he had enemies. You know, he, he had been granted favor before the king. And, uh, and, 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 uh, and so he got, he obtained his purpose to rebuild those walls. And there were about three guys, this Geshem or whatever his name, Sanballat and Tobiah. They did everything. They started by mocking them. They said, man, these Jews, they couldn't do anything if their life depended on it. And they just didn't think much about it. But you know, in 52 days, them Jews that they didn't like or care for, praise God, built the wall of Jerusalem and secured it. There were a lot of things that happened within that time frame of a month and a half or so, a little better than that, maybe two months, you could say, um, that happened uh, where these men tried everything they could to try to uh, destroy and put down what it is that God had placed within this man's heart. But guess what? He built the wall. And you know, there are walls that God wants to build in your life that no devil in hell can penetrate. Are you listening to me? But he will speak disparagingly of you. He'll try to put you in fear. He'll try to keep you from obtaining your purpose. He'll do all kinds of things if he can. But everybody say it together, he can't. He can't. Glory to God. Why? Because we believe the Word of God. Hallelujah. How many of you know we're going up, not down? Glory to God. We're going over, not under. Amen. That ought to be your confession. Well, it sure don't look like it. It doesn't make no difference how it looks. God's still God, and that never changes. Hallelujah. And He'll put you over in life if you'll believe Him. Glory to God. And then you'll have a testimony. You know how many of you know you can't have a money without a test? Huh? You've got to have a test first, and then you get the money. Glory to God. And you can bear witness to the graciousness and the power of the living God within your life. You know, Jesus was very bold, and he was very courageous. I think about this man, the Lord Jesus Christ, who awakened daily and, and faced the ferociousness of, of the devil, of hell, of ungodly, corrupt people. You know, when he first started out, everybody thought he was just the greatest thing since sliced cheese. But then when he started calling them out for their sin, well, then their tune changed. Isn't that so interesting? And so every day of his life, he awakened to obey the will of God. I just think about the daily onslaught that came against him. You know, 
And I mean, you know, a lot of people left him. They, they abandoned him. He, he gave his disciples an out. He said, you leave it too? They said, where are we going to go? You know? And uh, he just all, you know, he would say, you know, even though everybody leaves me, I am not alone. Listen to me tonight, you guys. You are not alone. I tell you what, if your whole family leaves you, you're still not alone. If all your friends abandon you, you're still not alone. Praise God, I'm telling you, you and God make a majority. And you can rejoice in that glory to God. Because greater is he that is in you than he that's in this world. Can you say amen? So praise God, you can rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. But Jesus gave us an example, hallelujah, and he was bold, therefore you should be too. Well, you say, I'm just not put together that way. Well, I tell you what, if you got the Holy Ghost dwelling on the inside of you, I don't care how you're put together. There's a greater one that is on the inside of you, glory to God, that can make you the righteous, bold person that God wants you to be. Can you say amen? Not weak, not timid, not, you know, not frail, you know, your disposition as a child of God is anything but those descriptive words that we see so often depicted in religion. You know, they talk about, you know, being pious and all that. You know, a lot of it, I'm all for the true definition of piety, but what it is that we see so often is nothing but a bunch of junk. To get the child of God and the church to lay down and let the world and the devil roll over us. Are you listening to me? I tell you what, praise God, I thank God for the word of faith. I thank God for the Holy Ghost. I thank God for the heritage that we have in Christ Jesus, what we've learned about who we are in Him. Hallelujah. Woo! Glory to God. That's enough to get a guy happy. Praise God, this might be a popcorn and Pepsi night after all. Hallelujah. But, you know, there's an invitation, and really not only just an invitation, but there's also an expectation from heaven. For the believer to emulate the characteristics and qualities of both boldness and courage. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. Everybody say, I'm that person. You're that person. Glory to God. You might as well be that person. Hallelujah. Yeah, amen. Jesus said in the days that you and I are living in that men's hearts would be failing them for fear. And for the things... And for looking after those things which are, which are coming on the earth. But thank God he told you and I to never let our heart be troubled. He told you and I never to be afraid. Why? Because he holds us within his hands. Hallelujah. And he cares for his own. He'll take a father's place. He'll meet the needs you have. I tell you what. And he'll do it in grand style if you'll believe him. Glory to God. And so it's important for us, praise God, to believe the Word of God. You know, the Apostle Paul, he said uh, for the New Testament believer that God has not given us the spirit of fear. Aren't you glad for that tonight? Hallelujah. But of power and love and of a sound mind. That ought to be your confession. That ought to be what you believe. Glory to God. I don't have a spirit of fear but of power, love, and of a sound mind. Hallelujah. You know, I'm reminded of this verse of Scripture, and it's, it's there uh, uh, somewhere that I need to go to it and see exactly what it says. Um, <clears throat> it says here, glory to God, 
It says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. How many sons and daughters of God do we have here tonight? Well, it goes on to say, for you have not received, listen, you've not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But you have received the spirit of adoption whereby we, we cry, Daddy, Father. Glory to God forevermore. Isn't that good? So we don't have to be afraid of nothing. Glory to God. People say, well, you're living in a dream world. I like my world. Leave it alone. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, there's always negative news. There's always this stuff going on, you know, to put you in fear and tell you it's not going to work and you'll never make it and all these different kinds of things. I'm telling you what, nothing could be further from the truth. Most of what it is that you're hearing today in the world is nothing but a lie. They're, tr they're just manipulating things for their own benefits, you know, and they, they put these narratives out, you know, to put people in fear. Dude, you don't have to be afraid of nothing. I said you don't have to be afraid of anything. You know, they have milked this virus thing till I don't know where the end of it is. But it's not, oh, yeah, but everything's rising up. The numbers are getting higher. Well, of course, if you test people, they're going to test positive. I mean, you know, what? I mean, but see, what they do is they manipulate that information to control people. Are you listening to me? Listen to me, I'm telling you right now, praise God, you might get the hung fu do, but you are not going to die. Why? Because you belong to him. So let's believe God. Huh? Instead of running off in the woods someplace. Well, anyway. Probably get in trouble, but I don't care. You know, people often say, well, you know, and I'm talking about being bold. People say, well, I'm not confrontational. They'll often say things like, I don't like conflict. I don't know that there's anybody that gets a charge out of it. But here's what you need to know, child of God. Huh? Come on, son of God. Listen to me. You know, you may not like confrontation and not like conflict, but I tell you what, it will find you. If you're a believer, are you with me? It's coming. Okay? And you're going to have to stand up. You say, well, I'm just not put together that way. Again, let me appeal to you about the one who is in you. Hallelujah. Glory to God, he can, <laughs> he can make you bold. Glory to God. So here's the thing, you know, every child of God needs to realize that if you're going to live the life that Jesus came to give you, you're going to have to face and deal with the challenges that, that come your way with courage. Everybody say courage. And with boldness. Everybody say, I am bold. Say it again. Say it one more time. I am bold. Hallelujah. Why? Because of him. Again, not arrogant, but bold. Let me give you a definition of, of, of courage. How many of you would maybe know who made this statement? Courage is being scared to death and saddling up anyway. Who? Yeah, John. Hallelujah. Yeah? Courage is being scared to death and saddling up anyway. Glory to God. Most people, you know, I mean, you've got to be my age to appreciate that. Well, most of you, that probably works. Some of the younger ones, they're like, who in the world's John Wayne? If you don't know John Wayne, dude, you are, you are lost. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Praise God. But courage isn't the absence of fear. It doesn't mean that, you know, you're just going to go through life and never have to face anything. That's not what it is. It's not the absence of fear, risk, or threat, but it's the willingness to face the challenge on the basis of what is right and good and godly and correct. Are you with me? 
Hallelujah. And so praise God. We just have to believe God. So whenever you set out to obey God and do life his way, you're going to have to have courage. I mentioned to you, you know, Nehemiah. The Bible talks about Tobias sent letters, and this is in chapter 6 of the latter part of that, that chapter. It says that he, Tobias sent him letters to put him in fear. They tried to get him off the job site and get him out someplace. And then, and then they hired this cat to take him into the temple so that they could do him harm there, you know. He said, I ain't going to hide in no temple. I, we got work to do. But, you know, you realize, you know, it's nothing but a conspiracy to take him out. So the thing is, is that fear is the is the tool of the enemy that he uses to try to thwart the will of God in your life. And you have to see it for what it is. And praise God, you got to stand up and say, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Glory to God forevermore. And I'll tell you what, it'll start blessing you. Amen. You don't have to live in fear. You don't have to live in timidity. I'm telling you what, the Lord Jesus Christ himself is coming again. Glory to God. And you have every right, glory to God, to rejoice and to be glad. And praise God, never fear. Because he's on your side. The Bible says, Paul said, if God be for us, who in the world can be against us? No one. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Turn with me to 1 Samuel chapter 17. Let's look at this story. I know you've probably read it, heard about it, and all kinds of things time and time again about, you know, David and Goliath. But there's some important points in here that I want to share with you tonight that will help us when it talks about being courageous and being bold. Glory to God. Here's David. He's the youngest of eight. You know, he's, a, you know, I mean, bottom of the totem pole. But you know what? God seen something in him that he found in no other brother that he had, and that was his heart. The Bible describes David as a man after God's heart. There was a pursuit within his life. There was a pressing in, God, I want to know you. Hallelujah. And not only that, I want to obey you, and I want to live for you, and I want your plan for my life and your will for my life, and I want your best for me. Hallelujah. You know, I'm telling you, anybody can do that. I said anybody can do that. You can do that. If you want to, let it be your pursuit. And I tell you what, God will show up. Glory to God. And put you in places and give you opportunities that no one else can give you. Hallelujah. And I believe with all my heart that's why God used this young man and, and promoted him. Aren't you glad that God is in the promotion business? You know, we don't have to promote ourselves. All we got to do is follow him. He'll take care of the rest of that. Huh? So in this situation or story, we know from the scriptures that uh, <clears throat> he was asked by his father to take some provision to his brothers. Three of the, old, the oldest three brothers went to war with Saul against the Philistines. And so he told him to go take provision and see, you know, about their welfare and so on and so forth. And so sure enough, he did that. And to break into this story for the sake of time, let's start with uh, 1 Samuel chapter 17 and then verse, um, hmm. Okay, we're going to back up here a little bit. <laughs> so he gets there. He's talking to his brothers and everything. But before that, there was basically a challenge made by Goliath. You all know Goliath, you know. 
And I'm telling you what, dude, this guy was big. He was huge. I mean, we have a description of him and the stuff that he used as a man of war. And you got to know this guy was intimidating. Everybody say intimidating. But let's look at verse 8. The Bible says, and this is first, uh, first Samuel chapter 17, verse 8. It says, And he stood and cried to the armies of Israel and said to them, Why are you come out to set yourself or your uh, battle in array? He said, Am not I a Philistine? Are you not the servants of Saul? Choose you a man for you and let him come down to me. If he be able to fight me and to kill me, then we will be your servants. And if I prevail against him and kill him, then we shall be, you shall be our servants and serve us. And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of the living God, <laughs> the armies of Israel today. Give me a man that we may fight together. Now, again, <clears throat> there's a description of this guy, and of course, he's intimidating. Notice the 11th verse. It says, And Saul and all of Israel heard those words of the Philistine, and they were what? Discouraged, dismayed, and greatly afraid. You know, the devil uses words to intimidate you. That's exactly, you know, if you remember growing up in school, there was always a bully, you know. Well, what did he do? You know, he strut his stuff and he'd make his statements, and that's what he used to control people. And that's exactly what's going on in this situation. And listen, this guy, I mean, from all outward appearance, was certainly formidable, you know. But yet, right on the other hand, what they hadn't taken into consideration is there's a young teenager that knew his God. Woo! Glory to God! You know? And so something as a result of that, and again, Satan, he is a bully. And he'll try to, you know, use fear to intimidate you and always use that tactic to try to destroy you. Now let's go on in the story and let's, let's, uh, let's uh, start with verse... Uh, for the sake of time, verse 32, that's where I want, I, I missed that first part there, but 32. So David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Come on now. This is a different tune. This is a whole lot different than being greatly dismayed and, or, or being dismayed and greatly afraid. He said, let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with the Philistine." And Saul said to David, are you out of your ever-living mind? You know, what an encourager. Huh? And sometimes in your life, the same thing can happen. I mean, you can get a word from God, a word from heaven, something that God is encouraging you in. You'll go to somebody, and well-meaning as they may be, they will pour cold water on what it is that you just heard from heaven. Listen, don't ever let that deter you. Because if you do, you could end up being robbed and miss out on your blessing. I can't tell you the times where Joan and I, you know, different things the Lord would speak to us. And again, you know, well-meaning people, God bless them. Well, you know, that could never happen. <laughs> Whew. Yeah, you know, people like that, who needs the devil? You know what I'm saying? But thank God we kept on because God had put something in our heart. And you need to keep on because of what God has put, put in your heart. Amen? He said, don't ever let any man's heart fail them. I'll go do it. So what does Saul, how does he respond? In verse uh, 33, Saul said to David, you're not able to go against the Philistine to fight with him. You're, a, you're but a youth, and he's a man of war from his youth. 
And David said to Saul, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. He said, your servant. You know, he didn't let that stop him. Come on. He had a response. Glory to God. The Bible says to always be ready to give a reason for the hope that is within you. Huh? And so he says here in 35, or actually 34, thy servant kept thy father's sheep and there came out a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him and I smote him and delivered him out of his mouth or delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and I smote him and slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine is going to be as one of them, seeing that he has defied the armies of the living God. He didn't say Israel, even though it was the armies of Israel. But he said he's defied the armies of the living God. Hallelujah. I tell you, my friend, I'm telling you that when your eyes are in the right place, it's like Jehoshaphat said, you know, we have no might to go against this army that's come against us, and we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. I'm telling you, when your eyes are on God, I'm telling you, glory to God, God is going to show up. Are you with me? So maybe you're facing a challenge or a difficulty, or maybe there's a concern or a fear that you might have here tonight. I'm telling you what, praise God, fear not. I said, fear not. Because I'm telling you, there's a God in heaven that wants to come to your aid. Hallelujah. Shall not the judge of the earth do that which is right and in, 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 uh, righteous in his sight? Absolutely. Glory to God. He will show up. So let's go on reading here. I get to preaching. Sorry. Can't, you know, just kind of works that way. Amen. Well, anyway, <clears throat> he tells him what's going to happen here. Now, notice 37, David said, moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion, the paw of the bear, he will deliver me. Did you hear that? He will deliver me. Everybody say, he will deliver me. He'll deliver you. Glory to God. If you'll believe it. And, you know, he wasn't just flapping his lips together. He believed that God would deliver him. Huh? You know, it's not enough to say, well, you know, I don't know, maybe hope so, you know, I mean, maybe he will. No, he said, he delivered me from them, and he's going to deliver me again. Glory to God. Amen. Everybody say it together. The Lord is on my side. Glory to God. And so he says here, <laughs> so Saul said to David, he says, well, go, and the Lord be with you, you know. In other words, I got no confidence what you're talking about is going to happen, but whatever, you know, just go for it. By the way, let me help you out. I'll give you some of my armor, and you can get out there. And David said, that ain't going to work. He says, you know, he says, I haven't proven this. You know, the stuff that you know works. Are you with me? Not the stuff that somebody else talks about or says, but the stuff you know. Amen. So he got rid of all that, and he went back to the stuff he knew. And he put himself together, praise God. And I love it because when, when the whole thing happened, you know, and it went down, the Bible says that when, when all the talking was over and it was go time, the Bible says that David, I mean, he broke a stride and started running toward this giant. Fearless, glory to God. Now, obviously, he had to deal with stuff, you know, in his own mind. But I'm telling you what, he had a strong 
kind of intimation within the inside of him, knowing, glory to God, that God was going to put him over in this situation. So he runs at him. He didn't cut and run, go the other way. Huh? I mean, while he's running, he reaches down in his pouch, gets a, gets a nice, smooth rock, praise God. Somebody said he had five rocks, five smooth stones or whatever. And I guess that was, you know, he had five because there were four other brothers that he thought he might have to deal with. I don't know. But, you know, it's always nice to be loaded for bear. <laughs> Glory to God. And so anyway, it only took one, and thank God for that. But here's four things that can contribute to your personal courage in facing life's challenges. Things that you and I see in the story of David that will bless you and help you. Four things. All right. Number one, remain God conscious when things come to threaten you. In other words, keep your eyes on God. Remain God conscious when things come to threaten you. Number two. Rehearse and remind yourself of past victories that God has given to you. Every one of you, I mean, you know, I mean, everybody can testify to what God's done in their past. Hallelujah. So rehearse and remind yourself of past victories. Number three, understand your covenant with God. You've got a better covenant established upon better promises, and some people, they don't even know what a covenant is. Believers. So understand and know your covenant with God. He, he will stand with you in every storm. Glory to God. So I'm telling you, if you're in a battle right now, I'm telling you, God just standing there. Huh? He's waiting to hear from you. Come on. You know, whosoever shall say, to this mountain. He didn't say talk about the mountain. He said to talk to the mountain. Don't talk about how big the mountain is. Talk about how big your God is. Come on. Glory to God. So in this story again, understand your covenant. He'll stand with you in every storm. And then number four is watch what you say about your circumstance. You know, he didn't even, he didn't even acknowledge Saul's comment. You know, he says, well, that might be true or whatever. He didn't even go there. He just said, listen, I want to tell you about my God and what he did for me in my history. And I'll tell you, he's going to do the same thing for him or to him. Hallelujah. And of course, praise God, turned out that way. Now, here's the thing. I believe that because of David's perspective, because of the things that I just outlined for you, because of his perspective, he wasn't intimidated by Goliath you know you know I'm sure people say did you see I mean how big he is well you know David looked at it as an opportunity he says you know man he's so big I can't miss are you listening to me but most of the time you know we look at it we look at our circumstance or whatever and and again you know intimidation fear all of those things try to set in and tell us why it is that we can't do it. Don't let that happen to you. Hallelujah. When you have the right perspective, knowing who you are in Christ, you will not become a prisoner of intimidation. You need to learn who you are in Him. Hallelujah. Father, I want to thank you that you blessed me with every spiritual blessing there is in the heavenly realms. That you have given me everything I need for life and godliness. Yeah? You know, that's in the Scriptures. 
He's given us everything. I tell you, Father, I'm so grateful that you have given me a full supply so that I lack nothing, that there is no deficiency where my life is concerned because, praise God, Father, you've seen to it that I have everything that I need. So I want to thank you, praise God, in advance for victory. You know, God's not the God of defeat. He's not the God of, you know, confusion. Huh? The Bible says God is not the author of confusion. He's not the author of fear. He knows nothing of these things. Hallelujah. But I tell you what, He is your God. And He's done what it is that He needed to do so that you could be free. So you just need to be, praise God, the one who believes it and starts going for it. Glory to God. Let's go and finish our story here. Uh, <clears throat> look with me uh, uh, further on in this chapter. Because we gotta, we got to see what happened. You know, it wouldn't be right just to talk about this. we got to see it all happen. Look at 41. The Philistine came, came on and drew near to David. And the man that bare the shield went before him. I mean, dude, the guy's got a shield big enough that a guy's got to carry it. Are you listening to me? I mean, how's that work? You know, how would you like to be the shield bearer? I'm thinking to myself, dude, there's some serious vulnerability going on here. Huh? Because guess what? You're going to be the first thing that your opponent targets. You know, well, David went right past that. Glory to God. And went for it. So, in verse 42, when the Philistine looked about and he saw David, it disdained him. He said, uh, for he was but a youth and ruddy or redheaded and, and of a fair countenance. And the Philistine said to David, am I a dog? <laughs> well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> that, that you come to me with, with staves? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I'm going to give your flesh to the fowls of the air and to the beasts of the field. Then said David to the Philistine, You're coming to me with a sword and a spear and with a shield, but I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, who you have defied. This day will the Lord deliver you into my hand, and I will smite you. I'm going to take your head from you. I'm going to give your carcass to the host of the Philistines this day, and the host of the Philistines, uh, to the fowl of the air, to the wild beasts of the earth, and all the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly will know that the Lord saves not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he is going to give you into our hands. Well, it came to pass when the Philistine arose and came to drew near to meet David, that David hasted, woo, giddy up, and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. And David put his hand in his bag and took thence... Uh, a stone slang it, smote the Philistine in his forehead, that the so stone stuck or sunk into his forehead, and he fell on the face of the earth. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the armies of the Philistines when they seen this guy drop? They're going, uh-oh. Uh-oh. You better believe uh-oh. So this little kid comes, runs up, and stands on his chest. You know? And and he ain't got anything to kill him with, so he takes the guy's own sword and takes his head off. Now, I will guarantee you, you talk about being dismayed. The guys behind Goliath, man, they're wondering what is going on. It changed everything. 
God, God supernaturally turned their captivity. Not only that, then all of a sudden, all of Israel, you know, they got emboldened by this little kid and what it is that he, you know, hey, let's go, you know. And so they take off and they win an improbable victory because of the Lord of hosts. Listen, my friend, the same thing's true where your life is concerned. Glory to God, we cannot be defeated and we are not going to quit. Are you listening to me? We are going over. He said, I will make you the head and not the tail. You will be above only and not beneath. That's what the Bible says. Hallelujah. Let's talk his talk. I said, let's talk his talk. I said, let's talk his talk. Glory to God forevermore. Hallelujah. Well, to conclude, verse 50, David prevailed over the Philistine with the sling and with the stone. He smote him, slew him. And there was no sword in his hand, so David therefore stood upon the Philistine, <laughs> took his sword. What an imagery. Glory to God. Just stand on the devil. He's under our feet anyway, man, and go, whoosh, you know, glory to God. He stood on him, drew his sword, and slew him, cut off his head therewith. And when the Philistine saw their champion was dead, they hit the road. Huh? And then, like I said, all the rest of them, they got all emboldened. They said, hey, man, maybe we can win this deal. And they did. Here, you know, one of the, let me just make this statement to you. One of the greatest assets of your faith or to your faith and courage is to keep your eyes on what God said. That's where we fail so often. What did God say? I mean, it always ought to be the response. Now, wait a minute. What did God say? What did he say? He said, I'll prosper the work of your hand. Hallelujah. He said, I'll take sickness and disease from the midst of you, and the number of your days I will fulfill. He said, with long life will I satisfy you and show you my salvation. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? You know, so often that's not what we say, though. You know, we're, we got a, we're talking evil. We're talking ugly. We got an evil report. Let's put it that way, you know. So come on, child of God, let's be different. Let's have a spirit like unto Caleb and Joshua. Glory to God. The Bible says Caleb had another spirit. He said, I was with those guys when we went down there. And you know, I'm telling you, praise God, we're well able to go up. Let us go up at once and possess it. We are well able. Woo, I want to hang out with a guy like that. I don't want to hang out with somebody, you know, that's going to go hide in the bushes, out in the weeds someplace, and hope, you know, the God that, you know, something doesn't happen to him. Dude, I'm telling you, something's going to happen to you. Because fear will attract like a shark to blood. Are you with me? But when you got faith, I'm telling you, and you do, come on, you do. The Bible says God's dealt to all of us a measure or the measure of faith. You got faith. People say, well, I ain't got no faith. Yeah, you do. Glory to God. I mean, if you're born of the Spirit of God, you got something. Come on. But you know, the devil will tell you all kinds of lies, and so don't believe him. You know, <clears throat> here's something that God told Joshua. He's getting ready to fill the shoes of Moses. Guess what? Those are big shoes. Okay, and I'll just read it to you. Maybe, uh, Julie, you can put it up on the screen for you in Joshua 1 and 5. No man, there's, here's God, listen, like I said, you know, keep your eyes on what God said. God speaks to this guy and he says, no man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Now, dear friend, that's a good promise. 
And that promise is just as good for you as it was Josh. Huh? No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so will I be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Does that sound remotely familiar? Huh? He says, be strong. Now listen. And of a good courage. Glory to God. I love that. Don't you? For to this people you will divide as an inheritance the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, tells him twice, that you may be able to observe to do all uh, the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Don't turn from the right or to the left, so that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then you'll make your way prosperous, then you'll have good success. Now listen, have, not, have I not commanded you? Be strong and of a good courage three times. Do not be afraid or discouraged or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Man, that's powerful. Are you listening to me? So you want a formula for success? Memorize and get that down on the inside of you. That'll help you. Amen. Praise God. Just do what Joshua did. The New Testament believer has been given the indwelling presence of God himself, the Holy Ghost. I made reference to this earlier. You know, Peter and John, you got time for just a little bit more here? Look with me in Acts, the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 4. You can turn over there real quick. <clears throat> An hour sure gets away. Hallelujah. We were in church services uh, last week down in Branson. They started at 6.30 and we got done at 10. It was awesome. Dear God, some people, you know, they'd be rolling around on the floor, whining, kicking, biting, and scratching. You know, when's this going to be over with? Man, I mean, it was rich. We ought to have times like that. Are you with me? It was awesome. Well, anyway, <clears throat> Peter and John... Woo! <laughs> well, they, they got this cripple healed by the power of God. He'd never walked. He'd always been begging. And they said, we don't have any money, but we got something else. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. He was healed. Glory to God. Well, they got thrown in jail for it. Now, you know, what's wrong here? You know what I'm saying? So in chapter 4, uh, notice here in verse 5. It says, it came to pass on the morrow, the rulers and the elders and scribes, and uh, Annas the high priest, Caiaphas, John, Alexander, as many as were of the kindred of the high priest, they were gathered together at Jerusalem. So when they had set them, Peter and John, in their midst, they asked him, he said, by what power or name have you done this? Oh, what a setup. Man, you talk about teeing somebody up so that... <laughs> Peter, the Bible says, being filled. I am so glad you asked. Being filled with the Holy Ghost. Everybody say glory. glory. Yeah, being filled with the Holy Ghost said, you rulers of the people, elders of Israel, if we be examined this day of the good deed done to the impotent man by what means he is made whole woo, or cured, he said, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, 
whom God raised from the dead, even by him does this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at not of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must or can be saved. Now look at verse 13. And when they saw the what? The what? They seen the what? When they seen the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and uneducated or ignorant men, they marveled. Now listen, and they took knowledge of them that they had what? Been with who? Been with Jesus. They thought, oh my God, we've got more of them. You know, they thought they killed him. No, they didn't kill him. They multiplied him. Hallelujah. He rose from the dead. And they seen these characteristics in these two men. They were bold. Hallelujah. Dear saint, child of God, God wants you to be bold. Hallelujah. Don't apologize for anything. Glory to God. These are the same men. Listen, these are the same guys that a month and a half ago cut and run. They are running to the weeds and denied him. But now all of a sudden something's changed within that time frame. It's called the Holy Ghost. Huh? 51 days after the resurrection, the Spirit of God showed up. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You shall be witnesses unto me. Glory to God. And that's exactly what happened. They bore witness to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Glory to God forevermore. I mean, the Holy Ghost will take the chicken out of you. Did you hear me? He used to be, who was it? Somebody preached that in children's church. The Holy Ghost will take the chicken out of you. Huh? Phil used to do it. I think he got that from uh, Mark. Uh, what was that guy's name? That nah, doesn't matter. Praise God. Well, look, uh, let's go on here. <clears throat> uh, they finally let him go because there wasn't anything they could do about it. Look at verse 29 in the same chapter. So, they prayed. I like this prayer. He said, oh, God, we're so glad you helped us out. And, you know, we, we escaped by the skin of our teeth, but, you know, we're okay now. That's not what you hear here. Look at 29. They said, now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant to your servants that with all boldness we may speak your words, stretching forth your hand to heal. The signs and wonders be done by the name of the, thy holy child, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spoke the word of God meekly. No, with boldness, with boldness, with boldness. Everybody say it, Lord, make me bold. Glory to God, be bold, hallelujah, because he wants you to be. Now, there's a lot of other things we could talk about here, but um, I'm going to do it anyway. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 2. I'm going to give you the whole load. Hallelujah. We'll still be out of here by 8.15. You'll, you'll survive. Hallelujah. Look right here. 2 Timothy, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1. Praise God. I want you to look here. Paul's encouragement for a discouraged servant. Uh, Timothy was a protege, if you want to call it that, of Paul. Grew up under his ministry taught him, you know, uh, there was an appointment that Paul made. Uh, Timothy was uh, the pastor at Ephesus. 
and he came under great, great persecution. Matter of fact, uh, we walked the streets where Timothy walked, and we seen where it was that probably he, his life was taken from him. He was martyred on, on the, uh, in the streets of Ephesus. Well, Paul's writing this letter to him. Notice here in verse 1, he says, By the will of God, according to uh, the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace, peace, or grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God, whom I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience, that without ceasing I have remembrance of you in my prayers night and day. How many of you know Paul prayed for Timothy? Huh? Sounds to me like he's praying for him every day. Hallelujah. I thank God whom I serve. Now notice he says in verse 4, Greatly desiring to see thee, being mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned or genuine faith that was in thee. Hallelujah. What's he doing? He's saying, dude, you got faith. You got faith. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned, genuine faith that was in you. It's in you. You know, I'm sure at this point in his life, he's saying, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. So Paul is reassuring him of what it is he knows he has. He says of this unfaith, uh, unfeigned or, or genuine faith that is in you, huh? which first dwelled in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. Wherefore, I put you in remembrance that you stir up. Everybody say, stir up. Stir up the gift of God that is within you, hallelujah, by the putting on of my hands. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. So do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me as prisoner, but be a partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Hallelujah. And we could go on reading, but I tell you, it's so good. Amen. So here's a guy, he's discouraged. What Paul do? He reminded him of his heritage. He reminded him of what he knew. He got him back in the saddle. He says, it's not just in you. It was in your grandmother and your mother. I know it's in you too. Hallelujah. I want you to stir up the gift of God that's within you. Yes, there's an assault being made upon your life. There are people that are threatening you. There are people that are speaking disparagingly or whatever the case might be. But listen, I want you to know God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. Hallelujah. We're the ones that have our heads screwed on straight, not the world. Are you listening to me? They're out of their minds. And the reason being is, is they've forsaken God. You forsake God, dude, you'll get stupid. God gives them up to a, vo a mind void of judgment. Reprobate. They can't think straight. Are you with me? You know? And so, and so they got all this human reasoning going on and these narratives, you know, that they're trying to pitch and whatever, and they call evil good and good evil. It's of the devil. So you just got to be strong. You got to be right up in the middle of it, man. Say, no, I don't believe that at all. That's a bunch of junk. Are you listening to me? It'll, it'll keep you. It'll help you. Fear is an enemy that we have been redeemed from. God has not given you a spirit of fear. You know, there might be situations, maybe you got loved ones or whatever, you know, that maybe aren't flying right. The temptation is to become afraid. Don't be afraid. 
I'm telling you what, praise God, at that moment when you're tempted to be afraid, you just get down on your knees and say, Father, I just want to thank you, praise God, because the greater one's in me. I don't have to be afraid of nothing. You said in your word that whatever I ask believing, praise God, I'll receive. I thank you, Father, for your living word. Where my life is concerned, the life of my loved ones, praise God, devil, you cannot have them. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You're a defeated foe. He makes things look a lot of ways, but I'm telling you this much about it. If you'll believe God, if you'll stand in the gap, God will show up, praise God, and move heaven and earth if necessary to make it happen. Are you with me? But you can't be afraid. Hallelujah. So that's enough. Glory to God. It's 812, and I still got to take up an offering. Would you stand with me, please? Praise God. How many are glad you came tonight? <clears throat> Thank God we've not been given the spirit of fear. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Amen. So, you know, if you come this evening and there was something, you know, laying down in there in the weeds someplace that caused you, praise God, not to have confidence, well, tonight is a good night to get rid of it. Amen. Come against the spirit of fear. Oh, God, what's going to happen? What's go- I'll tell you what's going to happen. Jesus is coming again. Huh? You know, everybody's all knotted up, you know, about this kind of thing. I'm telling you what, some of the greatest days are in front or ahead of the church. If she will believe the word of the living God, there are tremendous things that can happen, momentous things, I believe, are going to happen in and through the local church in these last days. Glory to God. You know, everybody's saying doom and gloom. I'm telling you what, praise God. Lift up your heads. Your redemption is drawing near. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. I want you to pray this prayer with me. Y'all willing to do that? If you don't, just keep your mouth closed. It'll be all right. Hallelujah. Say this with me. Heavenly Father, I come against the spirit of fear in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father, because you've not given me the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. So I thank you tonight for your grace in my life that has given me what I have. And I thank you, Lord, for victory. I thank you for blessing. I thank you for peace. And I thank you for boldness, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your boldness and your courage in my life. In the name that's above every name. Hallelujah. Amen. The name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. All right. You may be seated.